1: Welcome to the latest man on the post-european podcast with me your host James Rowe and tonight once again I'm joined by my partner in crime Scott Munro. Scott good evening how are you? Uh,
0: Good evening Uh, I'm sounding a lot better I'm feeling a lot better I'm hitting
1: match fitness so we're ready to go on and roll on indeed we are na- tonight we are putting the euro in man on the post european podcast because we are starting to discuss upcoming champions league and europa league matches which are coming thick and fast And they start in just one week's time. So we thought we'd give our listeners a big treat this evening by discussing upcoming Champions League and then Europa League matches with predictions, with observations. Because there are some really, really tasty ties in both tournaments, especially with the knockout phase being two legs and anything can happen. So we thought we'd put the Euro in Man on the Post-European podcast tonight and then some uh we're we gonna start by your uh, by your uh, by by talking about your your lovely team in italy who face a tricky tie at home to porto on the 12th of february and um yeah a very very interesting tie you know you always kind of seem to get these ties scott where you get these stupid people that like to kind of use all their beads and, and counters and say, oh, if we get drawn against them, we can beat them and beat them and beat them. But there's always, especially in this championship last 16, there's always a tie that comes up, which is favourable for both teams where the opportunity to progress is there uh, for both. And I think in the case of Roma Porto, this one is the case. What What's your opinions on uh, on Roma Porto on February 12th? Um, it was a tie I was actually
0: quite looking forward to. Yeah. Um... I was going to go to this game as we were talking off pod. Um, I couldn't get the time off white to go, which was disappointing. But you win, uh, you win some, you lose some. Um, um Roma Porto is a game um, with a bit of history from a couple of years ago, where <clears throat> this was the qualifying rounds of the. um before the the actually not the uh, before the group stage and Roma managed to get a draw in in Lisbon and then managed to capitulate and lose three nil at home and had two players sent off in De Rossi and Emerson who's now at Chelsea and then um, Porto went through to the group stage of the Champions League and Roma had to had to deal with the uh, the Europa League which uh, was a bit of a hindrance but. Um... Roma have had a, a disappointing week or so but they got back on track with a one all draw against AC Milan and played pretty well and we were quite unlucky they came across uh, Donnarumma who made some absolutely brilliant saves on Sunday night um, but after losing against Fiorentina and then uh, the week before drawing against Atalanta after being 3-0 up that was the sort of performance that was needed um, they're playing Kiev on Friday night and that's pretty much a must win game to, mm. for the race for fourth and that's actually not a bad fillet of going into the Champions League yeah. game it's always good to start off at home because yeah. um, you know what you can do away from home but mm. you're playing against Porto who their league form has been absolutely outstanding. They haven't yeah. lost in the league since losing to Benfica in October. Um, they drew it a weekend, but their their league form has been a bit anonymous, and um, it's, it's, we have to Roma have to be on on their best to beat them. Um, the bad thing is, I'm actually going to miss the game because uh, Swindon's uh, game against Forest Green Rovers, which was was postponed, has been rearranged for next Tuesday.
1: Okay. So, I'll have
0: the, so I'll have the game on record and I'll yeah. watch that on a Wednesday. Um, what's your thoughts on the game, then, James?
1: Um, I think it's very interesting I f- agree with you on Porter I think Sergio Conceição is doing a tremendous job and apparently in his press conferences he's also quite box office and he had a tremendous career as well you know. and I think um, I think with his intelligence this is really bearing through um, I think this could go either way and I'm sorry to start our predictions tonight by sitting on the fence but I think this match is going to be a draw I think it's, my prediction is it's going to be 1-1 First leg or just overall? No, first leg. First leg. First leg. What, yeah, first leg. I just think, you know, you get these cagey games in um, in the Champions League where nobody wants to lose and all the bright lights and everyone talking about the Champions League knockout phases and Europa League knockout phases. The fact remains that one big team is going out and, and neither team wants to go out. So I think I think we'll see a slow start. I think it will be a 1-1 draw in Rome. And uh, it's it's fifty fifty in my opinion. Either team can go through. And um, I think you know Roma as well. In the past, they've also faced. I think the likes of Shakhtar Donetsk in the uh, in the Champions League last sixteen as well. You you can't. I mean, the draw is the draw. You know, you can't. I mean, I I still find it very very strange how people like to cherry pick who they can play. And oh, if we beat this one, then we can beat them and beat them. It doesn't work out like that. But I'm 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 still staggered. Scott how many people think but it does work out like that it doesn't it's, it's tournament football and if you look back into the history of both competitions even in um, ancient history or even recent history there are always teams at the latter stages that you didn't expect to be there when the initial group phase draw was made and the same will happen again this time round so uh, my prediction is, is going to be AS Roma 1 FC Porto 1 what about you for your prediction I
0: will go uh, a KG 1-0 win for Roma, but they probably struggle in Lisbon.
1: In Porto, you mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, not in Lisbon, sorry. Yeah, Porto. Sorry. I always get those muddled uh, up. That's all right. We like to provide a geography, geography service here on Manning Post. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, We also we have competitive rates for any aspiring geography uh, students that might need a little bit of help. But in this case, you get it for free. Um, yeah, I, and w- can... I was going to say at the Dragao, and then I just do what he said, Lisbon. <laughs> yeah, it can happen. I've never been to the uh, Dragao, but I have been to Lisbon. So uh, I hope to be in the Dragao taking in a Portuguese league game uh, at the start of next season, with a bit of luck towards the end of the year. But that's uh, a little bit, a little bit way off at the moment. We're now going to move on to events which is happening on the um, on the same night. Manchester United host Paris Saint Germain. Um, i'm not sure um how man united fans feel about facing the dominant force in uh in france considering they lost in uh, away to leon last uh, last sunday um a, this is a very, very but, good game as well yeah would, uh, for me i, I think that it was a de- deserved win for leon yeah. um for me this is this is this is the paris saint tonight kryptonite really you can be you can be as strong as you want if you like in in their own domestic league, but it's never really going to translate into um, into a European uh, Cup uh, European Cup winning side. I mean, it, Paris Saint Germain remind me. I think it was nineteen ninety seven where they reached the. I think it was the Cup Winners Cup final where they lost to Barcelona. I think it was Bobby Robson's Barcelona. And that was a very talented PSG side. But for me, they had their moment then. They had their moment in the sun, you know. And um, I actually think that Manchester United will get off to a positive start here and I think Manchester United will win. And, yeah,
0: uh, I, I've got the same thing. because the first legs at Old Trafford yep. and um Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's got this Manchester United team playing some very, very good football. It's not the dour football that was under Mourinho, which was... Um, quite painful to watch and there was footage around of many fans actually falling asleep in the stadium which was quite comical Mm. Um, they managed to ground out a a 1-0 result against Leicester at the weekend Um, and they managed to play really well against Arsenal sorry James I know that's probably a
1: bit of a sore subject no no I completely agree (laughs) I I, I completely agree and they deserve to they deserve to win their match against Arsenal in the cup and I uh, I even as an Arsenal fan of more than 30 years now, when my team is well beaten, I will always hold my hands up and say we were well beaten. And, and the FA Cup match against Manchester United, for me, was the case where the opponent was much better and deserved their win. Yeah, social Solskjaer was OGS, as some
0: podcasts have been calling him. Um, I think he'll get the job permanently now I Mm. think there's rumours flying around he'll get it permanently he's getting the best out of Pogba he's getting the best out of Martial he's getting the best out of Rashford his defence looks good Um, Lindelof looks a completely different player from what he was under Mourinho you can see the confidence is back in the in the, in the squad and there's a bit of a swagger and then you see there's a bit of a feel good factor back at Manchester United um, I could see them probably getting the last Champions League spot uh, in the Premier League mm. and um, PSG I know they've had it a bit easier in in Liga uh, just a couple of weeks ago they beat Gangorp 9-0 mm. uh, they beat Strasbourg 2-0 they beat Rennes 4-1 but um, they were quite soundly beaten against a very good Leon side Mm. at the weekend 2-1 but um, my prediction probably could see United
1: winning 2-0 yeah I think Paris Saint-Germain will score so I'm going to go from Manchester United to Paris Saint-Germain 1 but I but I hope I don't know about you Scott but it's dawned on me in recent years that when a club in Europe wins an important Champions League or Europa League game and they win the game if they concede it's as if the uh, conceding overshadows the victory and i find yeah. that i find that incomprehensible to understand i cannot understand that for the life of me where we have moved where we have the the plates have shifted in such a way where rather than celebrate a win in europe which you should do at every opportunity in my opinion it's now gone to yeah we won but we conceded and what you won That's the most important thing
0: yeah there's always that yeah. nagging feeling yeah. that the away goal rule. Yeah. So if you start poorly in the second leg,
1: yeah, but yeah, to you. But I still believe that clubs should should enjoy the glory moment for a little bit longer, and oh, not yeah. and, and not get um not get tied up in knots about conceding an away goal because, in my opinion, that rule should be should have been abolished at least 15, 20 years ago. Not just because my own team has become a victim of it, if you like, or has suffered the consequence of it. Absolutely not. But the rule was introduced, I think, in the late 1970s to encourage attacking play. And if you look at how football has moved on in terms of pace, in terms of quality, in terms of power and players... Yeah, it's, the the rule doesn't fit this day and age anymore and the, the sooner it's scrapped the better but I, I'm sure that when there are initial discussions for the away goal rule to be scrapped I'm sure some people will pipe up and find a way to, to kind of um, have it remaining in my opinion but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see So you're going for a 2-0 win to Manchester United, yes?
0: Yeah, yeah. I can see the, the, as I said earlier the feel-good factor um, a team player with confidence um, as you said... Um, Champions League football knockout football is also PSG's kryptonite. Yeah, I, I think so. See, I can see this continuing.
1: Yeah, I, I I believe so. And um yeah, I will go for a 2-1 a 2-1 win for Manchester United. We're now going to move on to events closer to home, specifically my home because there's a uh, a knockout phase match happening in Amsterdam on uh, February the 13th and that is when Ajax will entertain the uh, fr- the three-times holders and uh, the winners in uh, in Real Madrid. Um, To give you a quick update, Scott, since the draw was made, I would say the majority of Ajax fans got far, far too carried away with the fact that they will not only beat Real Madrid, but they thought they would dismantle them. Um, I think that's died down just a little bit, but in the initial hours after the draw, it was, oh, we got Real Madrid, that'll be fine, that'll be all right. But yes, they did very, very well to get through the group stage. There's no doubt about that uh but there was also different caveats of i remember going to i x Benfica back in October when a far far too conservative benfica was just um they appeared to be sh- scared to attack and their and benfica's best player that night was their left back grimaldo and um yes it was a it was a you know to 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 have the um, the the chance to become number one in the group in that Crazy ending of their 3-3 draw with Bayern Munich in the last match day. You know these things happen. I mean, I remember going to uh, a league match shortly afterwards. I think it was against Schalke, and buying the Ajax fanzine. And when you read the write-up about that, they're, they're disclosing about the UEFA mafia about why they didn't finish second, why they didn't finish first, and why they finished second. But yes, it's a good achievement for them. But I just think they're getting too carried away. I don't think Ajax will lose in Amsterdam against Real Madrid. I think it will be a 2-2 draw. But I think Madrid will beat them in the second leg. And I think you can't kill Real Madrid off in this competition just like that and I think a lot of people are getting carried away with the youthful exuberance of Frenkie de Jong and Matthijs de Ligt and Hakim Ziyech yes they're having a great season they won 6-0 at home to uh, Feyenoord last uh, Saturday but Feyenoord Enlo also had chances when Ajax were 3-0 up so it could have gone could have gone another way suffering a defeat 6-2 away to um, to Feyenoord and drawing 4-4 with Hilden Fain. all is not completely rosy I mean the the whole city will be uh, be up for the match and you'll be able to feel it all over the city but I just think in my opinion I think in Amsterdam in the first leg I think it will be 2-2 Very brave that's
0: a Bold, bold prediction so you, you, you honestly think that Real Madrid would be a bit
1: too strong in the second leg yeah I do I just think people that are saying oh you know it's just Real Madrid this is it's Real Madrid's competition <coughs> every time Real Madrid get written off in this competition they come back to win it I mean, I mean we're, at, we're at a stage now where they've won it three times uh, three times in a row and, and, and yes they have Solani now and they had the difficulties with Lopetegui <coughs> but it's just um you know they turn it on when they when they want to turn it on and when you've got winners like Sergio Ramos for example even even Benzema can come up with scoring goals you know it's not it's not a beast that you can kill off specifically in this competition just like that i mean i remember going to the, to the qualifying rounds against um uh against Sturm Graz ...back in August, you know, and, and nobody... ...everybody just wanted Champions League participation... ...let alone uh, reaching the knockout stages of the competition. And I remember the opening exchange at the home match against Sturm Graz. Sturm Graz had chances. I mean, I know it was very, very early on in the season. But, I mean, Ajax did a tremendous job to get through a very difficult group. There's there's no doubt about that. But I just think, for me, here is is where it ends. I mean, if you look, when Ajax almost reached the semi-finals in 2003... The last time they reached uh, the knockout f- uh, f- phases, uh, well, 2006 was the last time they, they reached it. Uh, they got knocked out by Inter. And, um, yeah, I just think as as much as the club is riding the crest of a wave in Europe, I think just some fans have got a little bit too carried away thinking we'll be able to put this opponent away. And I think, uh, I think they'll come a cropper with that attitude, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It could be like a game too far for them in the Champions League. But um, it's a stellar tie. It and is. Um, a stellar tie to get up for. I, I can imagine Amsterdam will be, will be bouncing next Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, they, all, they love their European nights. But one thing I must tell you as well is I've seen many, many European ties here through the years. And when it's Europa League, you always manage to get a ticket. But when it's Cha- when, but when it's Champions League, they're like gold dust I'm not going to the match next wednesday but i i shall I shall keep an eye on it I don't live too far, so I think I'll be able to hear them I think if they'll be that that up for the match with the flares and everything you know and not living too far away from the stadium as I do but um yeah, I just think that um I just think that this one you know yes it's it's nice to entertain the glory a massive tie between the biggest clubs of the two um the two specific countries in the Netherlands and Spain and I just think that um, I just think this I think Ajax fans are just yes it's wonderful to have confidence but I just think that I think Real Madrid will just show their metal and I think it will be 2-2 what, what's your prediction?
0: Um, I could probably say it'd be a bit of draw but less K uh, not less high sorry less high scoring so I would say one all.
1: Okay.
0: and I could see Real Madrid going through in Madrid in, in a couple of weeks
1: yeah. Interesting, we're now going to move on to Tottenham against Dortmund and uh, this is a Dortmund side who are leading in the Bundesliga this is a Dortmund side that has a tremendous manager in Lucien Favre and and very talented, gifted players and this all appears to be a recipe for success and um, I think this Dortmund side is just coming into their own and I, I don't think this Dortmund side is finished in Europe by a long chalk and um i think that um i think dortmund will win at wembley and i think they'll win quite convincingly as well i think uh, my prediction is that pressure dortmund will win 3-1 in london mm. i think they'll uh, i think they'll turn it right on and obviously with the confidence of the likes of marco lois and jordan sancho and the manager as well i mean i mean as i say i remember when i interviewed fabian johnson back i think it was last august and i just re- remember what he told me where he's he's training and Lucien Favre is watching him because he had Lucien Favre at, at Borussia Mönchengladbach for a season, and he's he's defending. He's defending together with his teammates. And Lucien Favre is saying to him, uh, "Use your left foot there." And he's thinking, "What? What does that matter?" But then he realizes that he does what the manager is telling him to, telling him to do, and it's not only better for him defending, but also his team as a collective. And he said that the detail that Lucien Favre had is. Um, really helped Mönchengladbach to have a stellar season when he was in charge there and as I say you know his niece side that drew 2-2 here in Amsterdam against Ajax I think it was last uh, not last August but the August before looked fantastic and I believe that the the fit between Dortmund and Lucien Favre at the minute is really really good and I think that the Dortmund um, hierarchy need to be um, need to be commended for their appointment because I think it, it it's a fantastic fit and I just think they'd have too much energy for Spurs. I think and and, and Guile as well. I think Lucien Favre will have so much more Guile to out fox Pochettino in a tactic tactical sense. I think uh, I think this ties Dortmunds to, to run away with a little bit and secure their passage into the quarterfinals.
0: Is this your Arsenal bias
1: coming in as no, well? No. I'd like to I'd like to think that the examples I've just given, especially no, no, no. about Lucien Favre and that team, um are the reasons why I believe what I believe? I have, you know, yes, it's fantastic to have a, have a rivalry, but I'd like to think, and I think listeners will appreciate it as, as well. I'm not wearing my Arsenal hat and giving the examples that I've just given about um, Dortmund and having a story about their current manager having spoken to a professional that played under him. I think that that puts things together a little bit, and I can see uh, I can see Dortmund. Um, uh, take, taking huge steps into the last quarter final stage I believe oh no it's only ribbon. don't worry no it's fine saying. no problem it's alright it doesn't matter any time any time
0: um, I, I agree um, the Storms side are probably one of the best sides <coughs> excuse me to watch in Europe at the moment um, I know they drop points against a very good Eintracht Frankfurt side whose front fears are just um <laughs> excuse me a bit of a coffin fit coming on uh, front three are pretty good to watch this season in Luka Jovic and co um, but yeah um, I wanted to go to this game because swimming uh, to Wembley it's not that far it's probably about an hour and a half on the train but uh, yeah as, as um, the Rome reporter I couldn't get time off so I was yeah. a bit gutted and a bit disappointed I wanted to try and do two games in two days it would be a, I I think it would be an a, amazing atmosphere at Wembley Um yeah. I know they've got uh, reduced um, allocation. Um, I think on Champions League nights, it's only up to about 70,000, 75,000 if yeah. memory serves you right but I mean, you know people are going to make jokes saying that they can't even sell out Wembley for a Champions League night it's not because it's under segregation uh, rules um, yeah. but yeah, I think this is, could be one of the ties of um, next week's Champions League game it's because it's a stellar tie Tottenham have been doing really well recently in the, in the Premier League I know they've been eking out results they haven't, it's amazing to me that it, they haven't drawn this season in the league and yeah. that, that's baffling but um, uh, as you said I think they'll come across against yeah. this Dortmund side and uh, this Dortmund side has the potential to reach the lighter stages yeah. of the Champions League yeah. and cause big problems
1: yeah. I, I completely agree I mean, I mean <coughs> not trying to get too carried away but I see I see similarities between the Dortmund side that won in 97 and this one and I'm not I'm not saying Dortmund are going to win it I'm just saying, I see similarities, and I just, I just think that um, you know, if they reach the latter stages, there's a lit, there's, there's guy all there, there's a good group of players. You have got to take your opportunities when they come, and also it's a huge, it's a massive club in Dortmund. You know, huge area in the in the Ruhr Valley and just a real in the in the, in that area. And yeah, I just think that they're coming into their own. I, as I said, there's not many. There's not many clubs to a point now where it's such a, a tremendous fit I mean uh, there are some uh, Kiki Satine at Betis is also a, tr- a tremendous fit but every now and again you get that tremendous fit of a fantastic managerial, managerial appointment coupled with a great club and I just think they're taking full advantage of this Dortmund and um, I would not be surprised to see them reach the latter stages at all yeah <coughs> um, my
0: prediction would be a two-two-one. 2-1 Dortmund win and then a comfortable win in uh, the reverse fixture um, but Spurs are missing some key players which will hinder them
1: they are they're missing a striker who went all the way to Atlanta to have his photo taken with a trophy <laughs> and, yeah uh, he did it yeah. the Super Bowl. yeah no I, I want I mean obviously Harry Kane does whatever he wants you know he's a fantastic striker as well you know I've I nothing against Harry Kane but I also think it's a long way to go, isn't it? If you've got responsi- yeah. if you've got responsibilities of trying to get yourself back into peak condition to help your team get into the latter stages of the Champions League, maybe, or even qualify for next season's Champions League, it's a hell of a long way to go. And um, you know, but obviously he's taken the decision he's taken, so best of luck to him. But um yeah, it'll be very interesting. We are now going to move on to the Europa League. Which my team is playing in, we're not going to discuss Arsenal. We're going to discuss ties in the Europa League, which um, which have caught our eyes. Scott, are any of the um, last six, are any of the last 32 fixtures that that catch your eye? Any particular predictions you might wish to make?
0: Uh, Lazio-Sevilla uh, one that catches my eye. Um, I will probably try and rush home from work. Judging Swindon traffic in the last couple of days could be a bit. I could come a cropper. Um, <laughs> it's either bad or horrible. Uh, so yeah, that kicks off at five to six on um, on Thursday. That's one of my ties of the week. Uh, mm. Weekend ties or yeah, in the midweek in the Europa League. Um, a team who are doing really well in Spain under a new coach and Pablo Machin. I was going to make the joke of Rage Against the Machine. But,
1: uh, <laughs> that's, that's a really good one. <laughs> and we must we must also um, must, uh, talking about uh, puns. We must also commend commend our uh, our man on the post colleague Chris Etchingham for his birth House in Your Soul" um, <laughs> description that he gave when the last pod came out. And I don't know about you, uh, Scott, but he has my permission to to play with those different types of tones and anything he comes up with. I'm um, I'm happy for him to um to be as creative as possible and uh, yeah very good and that, that Rage Against the Machine is a is a very very good one too so uh, yeah could could should. hold could uh could have a new whole dimension to the pod who knows <laughs> that
0: could be our our title for this week
1: could be well yeah. as I said we'll leave it we'll leave it in uh, in the capable hands of our colleagues that like to put everything and piece everything together because we are a team at the end of the day and um, yeah I'm sure it'll be well received what's your prediction for Lazio Sevilla
0: well it's a tough one because Lazio have been a bit up and down they're, they're in this race which no one wants in Serie A for the, the, the third and fourth um, it's between uh, myself uh, themselves Roma um, Inter and Atalanta making a late push and <laughs> three out of the four teams look like they don't want it and then Atalanta are gunning gunning for it Um <clears throat> but they did um, Lazio played well against Juventus um, not this weekend the weekend before and were pretty hard done by to lose 2-1 and they won one nil at Frosimone thanks to Philippe Casado um, who scored for them um, they need their big players firing Serge Malinkovic Savage has been very hit and missed this season I'd like to see a bit more from Luis Alberto but if you give um, Chura Mobley a chance he will take it um, I can see him being the difference I can't actually see Lazio sneak in
1: there. I can see 2-1. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. My prediction is because the match is being played in Rome, I also think it's going to be 2-1 to to Lazio. But whether that's going to be enough to see them through, I'm not entirely sure. We can discuss that next time round. Are there other ties that catch your eye, Scott, do you think? Uh, Or is that one in particular?
0: I'm um, just going through the fixtures now it's like Galatasaray Benfica yeah. is um, a throwback to the mid-90s Yeah. Um, and also Zenit Fenerbahce which kicks it all off on Tuesday yeah. um, Zenit haven't played a competitive game since
1: December um, we talked about Zenit well, maybe three four weeks ago yeah we did um, uh, uh, Istanbul remains a, a tough place to go and yeah. um I think that uh, Fenerbahce Zenith. I think that will be a draw, and I think Zenith will sneak it in the second leg. I'm 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 intrigued about Sporting Lisbon being because obviously my, myself Kaiser has won a won a title with Sporting Lisbon, and, and yes, okay, they're not involved in the in the league uh, title running, and and they lost the, the derby last uh, last Sunday, I believe, but. Um, yeah, it's nice for him to to win a title, and um, there are some really good sides in this competition. One one match I'm I'm really really curious about is Ren Elbitis, because you don't see these two teams in Europe very often. One of them will go through to the last sixteen, and that is a real fifty fifty tie and um, you've also got uh, Inter Milan going to uh, the lovely city of Vienna to play Rapid Vienna and that won't be a, a foregone conclusion either so there are some really good sides in this competition obviously having watched um, Arsenal in the Europa League this season and attended the home matches against Roche Club Ottawa and um, Sporting Lisbon the fan base is because it's not the Champions League some are very much oh, I, don't want to know. I don't want to know I'm not interested but the fact remains is there's a European trophy up for grabs and we haven't won one for 25 years and I I wonder I'm, I'm confident Arsenal will get through obviously I'm going to the home leg so we'll speak about that next time but um, I wonder if Arsenal do get through um, whoever we play I hope they will not be completely dismissed otherwise we'll have a bit of a nasty surprise waiting in store I believe there's always a nasty surprise yeah. for some teams yeah. in, uh, in yeah. the latter stages yeah. I think on um, Inter um, they
0: have started 2019 horribly yeah. um, <clears throat> they've uh, they drew nil nil with Sassuolo lost 1-0 to Torino and they lost 1-0 to uh, Sinisa Mihailovic's uh Bologna Sunisa Mohane was mm. is now in charge of Bologna after uh, Pippo and Zari got sacked and they also got knocked out of the, uh, the Coppa Italia by Lazio mm-hmm. in midweek on penalties so I could see Inter coming a
1: proper yeah well I think it's a difficult away day in Vienna I remember going to Ajax Vienna in the Champions League qualifiers a couple of years ago and the fans of Rapid Vienna they took over Amsterdam all you heard in the stadium was them they were absolutely tremendous and i think that's going to be a trickier away day for uh, for inter milan that concludes our european roundup for the champions league and europa league upcoming matches in the first in the first part of matches if you like we're going to end the pod scott with a prediction of who we both think are going to win the champions league and europa league respectively so would you like to go first uh can I go Europa League first? Yes, you may go Europa League first. That's no problem at all.
0: I will say Napoli.
1: Okay, I will not say the same team because I was thinking Napoli. Um, let me think. Right. Um, let's just say I'm an old romantic. Arsenal going to win it.
0: <laughs> That's not bad, child.
1: <laughs> and uh, but that means uh, that means a, a testing trip to Azerbaijan. And uh, and hoping my partner doesn't batter an eyelid when I said I'm going anyway. But we'll just have to wait and see. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so Champions... if, if, well, Arsenal do,
0: if Arsenal do go through and, and win and get to the final, one of your players can't
1: play. Yeah, one of my players can't play. I wonder if he's going to be fit. And I wonder how big an issue of that. Is going to be made of I, I really wonder obviously I agree with you I think Napoli are, uh, are a fa- it's a fantastic shout I didn't want to bore the listeners by saying Napoli as well and obviously with my yearning for Arsenal winning the European trophy i just got to let it out and I, I'd like to think we'll do it but one step at a time uh, Champions League uh, Scott do you have, who do you, who's going to win the Champions League
0: I've got two in mind
1: uh, you and can only most... say one I know, but I'm torn between two and they're both Spanish. Okay. I think the winner of the Champions League will come
0: from the Atletico Juventus tie and I think it will be Atletico
1: Madrid. Okay, I will um, I will second your opinion on that because I think... Uh, I remember speaking to a colleague of mine at work today and I said exactly the same thing and he told me I was mad. But obviously <laughs> we'll that's... yeah, uh, mad together. Yeah, yeah, we can be mad together. It's a nice kind of mad to be. I will... Um, I think... If you go Atletico then I'll go Juventus Okay Okay we'll stick with that Uh, Finally we'd like to thank our listeners for listening and tuning in tonight Uh, Scott would you like to tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and how they can give their opinion as to who they think will win the respective competitions and and put us to rights if they disagree Uh, Yeah
0: you can follow me on Twitter at at Scott underscore Monroe
1: okay and you can also follow me on at james Rowe. and now should you wish to disagree with any of our predictions or or tell us that we're wrong or any questions that you might like to pass on through we'd finally like to um, point you in the direction of the man in the post european Uh, Man on the Post podcast network upon which we are one European podcast we have the likes of Man on the Post extra time and unusual efforts and something for everybody so do feel free to check it out we will be back next week previewing the next round of Champions League and Europa League fixtures with a little bit of a um, with a little bit of opinion a little bit of a a look back on on what we think might happen and, and things like that And uh, we look forward to you all joining us again sometime soon. And finally, always remember to keep your man on the post.